wholeheartedly. I'm your host, Adrian Garaldi, and welcome officially to Lent. It is our first Lenten episode. I'm super excited about it. Um, happy Lent. I don't really know if that's the right way to greet people during Lent, but uh, hope you are doing well so far. Um, I'm going to be talking about how we can make our Lent the fru- a fruitful Lent and maybe make this the best Lent yet for you. So yeah, let's get into it. So yeah, we are in Lent. We are in the desert. Um, it's a time of the year where we really get to you know, experience our faith in a very um, sacrificial way, in, very, in a very intense way, if we take it seriously. And I think we really should. Lenten's a very beautiful time. Um, sometime last week, or two weeks ago, I forget, one of my teens asked me, Adrian, why do we give things up for Lent? Like, why do we do that? And I, and I, I, was, I, I was so... Uh, thrilled that, that that student had asked me because you know earlier that day I was thinking like why do we do these things how would I explain to somebody who you know may not really understand what us Catholics believe in um, or understand what the meaning of sacrifice truly means so I started to wonder how would I word this to somebody who you know might need a little um breaking down of what Lent means, right? So after looking up a bunch of articles and how to break it down, I mean, a lot, I mean, about what a good definition of Lent and reading back on my books, a lot, what I found was just, it's just very long winded. Like we just kept on over explaining a lot of it. And I think wasn't really fruitful to, I don't know, encouraging someone to under or very fruitful on helping someone understand what Lent is and why we give stuff up for Lent. Um, so then I did end up finding up some good videos by Father Mike Schmitz about Schmidt. I can never say his name right. Um, about fasting and of Lent and all these things. Uh, a lot of reason for fasting. Uh, fasting from the things that we give up and all that stuff. So um you know, I commended this team, like, you know, keep keep asking these kind of questions because these are the kind of questions that you need to ask. I mean, I'm still asking myself these questions now. And I'm, I mean, I'm a youth minister. I do this because I want to know my faith deeper and in a way that I can help people understand better, you know, or for the first time ever. So what I ended up telling this teen was, you know, uh, we fast during Lent so that we don't let the things of this world um, things that are bad for us control our lives though fasting is not reserved for just lent you can fast whenever you want uh, lent is a great time uh, to journey into the desert with our lord or spiritual desert and um, you know really rid ourselves of our carnal pleasures or desires things that we you know don't need but feel as if we do i go on and tell her and say i go on and say you know, as Christians, we believe that God offers us something much more beautiful than anything in this world can offer us. So when we fast, we kind of teach ourselves to not be attached to these things of this world, 
because uh, our goal is heaven and nothing on this world can really replace that. And so during Lent, we give up these things to kind of, you know, just kind of train ourselves to not be so attached and to be able to deny ourselves and to be able to say no. Because fasting is, it's hard, but it's very, very beautiful way of praying that I feel is is lost nowadays. So, um, yeah, it, it was a really good reflection on, on why we fast and what we fast. And, but so, yeah, Lent is what the topic of discussion is today. So, so just to go back a little bit, take a step back. Wait, what is Lent? You know, Lent is a season, um, a liturgical season in our church um, that consists of 40 days of fasting, prayer, um, patience and almsgiving and all this good stuff. Things that are supposed to help us grow in our spiritual life. Uh, Lent is a great time of purification, if you might, if you would. Um, a time to kind of just return back to Christ and who we are. And in a way, kind of become a better version of ourselves. As Christians, as Catholic brothers and sisters, um, that is the goal. Um, when we go closer to Christ, hopefully become better versions of ourselves, right? And so Lent is a good time to do that. Um we, when we fast and when we when we work on our prayer lives or individual prayer lives to grow closer to the Lord, um, it can help us build a relationship that we may or may have already and want to build upon or may not have and start one with the Lord. And uh, Lent, I think, is the, a, a great place to start it, you know. And what Lent is not, um, you know, this is something that... I, I like to talk about with my teens and, you know, this is something that I struggled understanding for a long time. Um, and I started to treat it as such, you know, for a very long time in my life that Lent is not one, a time to just get your, get back on a diet. You know, this is not just something that will, you know, yeah, it's, it's good that you do. It's good that you make these changes, but it's not just an excuse to, try to become healthier again it's like it's not the new year like new year new me no like lent is great um for that but it's not only that you know you can challenge yourself to do something that's going to make you it's going to be hard but it's not just that it's not a time not an excuse to you know get back into good physical form you can use that time for that heck you can use any time for that but it's not an excuse Another thing that Lent is not, it's not a time to just try to inconvenience yourself or make your seem make yourself seem holier than the next person. I went to a Catholic university, Ave Maria, like um, most of you know, and during Lent, sometimes it kind of felt like people were trying to be a little competitive about what they were doing for Lent. Like they were being a little like, I don't know, too show offy. Like their things just seem to be more of a showcase rather than, you know, of how holy they are rather than something that's actually going to help them in their relationship and their spiritual life. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I did my fair share. Like I would give up my bed on Friday nights one Lent. Like I would sleep outside, not just give up my bed and sleep on the floor. Like I would literally get out of my dorm and sleep somewhere on campus, whether it be, it was always in the balcony, but, um, um, yeah, it was just like, you know, it's as if, it's as if like there was a competition of who, who did Lent the best. 
And no, that's not what Lent is. Sure, if these things actually do help you grow in holiness, then great. But, you know, I think about the things that I gave up in Lent. There's only a couple of things that I think that were actually fruitful. Other things, I feel like the people, like somebody like didn't wear shoes all of Lent. <laughs> and I was like, well, is that really helping you grow? I don't know. You know, I don't know. These are questions that we'll, we'll get into later in the podcast. Um, but, you know, it is not just, a, it's not a competition. Really, we shouldn't be sharing, you know, when I was told once is we shouldn't be really sharing what we are, uh, you know, going through in Lent. Just kind of like what the readings were. I think it was Ash Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, where we talked about, let me pull it up real quick. So in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, on Ash Wednesday, we read just the end of the last paragraph here I'll read. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect, neglect their appearance so that they may appear uh, to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except uh, your father, uh, to your father who is hidden. And your father who sees what is hidden will repay you. Also, there's like, you know, when you give alms, don't blow trumpets before you. I thought that was like the funniest line, um, I, the greatest line. Um, but it's, I mean, it's true. We shouldn't be like saying, hey, like I'm doing this for them. What are you doing? You know, that, I mean, it doesn't mean we can't share what we're doing with one another, but it shouldn't. I feel like it, it sometimes makes it a competition whether you intend it to or not. It's like, oh, this all you're doing? I'm doing this, this, and that. But yeah, I don't know. That's just something that you might have to pray about if that's something you struggle with or something. I don't know. But, you know, I, I mean, I, like I said, I've had my fair share of stupid things that I gave up for Lent that eh, really didn't help me in my spiritual life or benefit me in any way for that matter. Um, so, yeah. Another thing Lent is not is a um, is not a time to get better at prayer and then to stop after it's done. You know, everything that you do during Lent should continue after the 40 days through Easter, through the entire year. Um, These things should propel you to doing something more and better, Uh, not just something that is, um, you know, fleeting something that you'll do for the 40 days but give up so it should be realistic you know um not something temporary it should be something that's going to move you forward in your spiritual life and hopefully you continue um afterwards after lent during easter like i said throughout the rest of the year um but those are the three things that lent is not again it's not just an excuse to get back on a diet or onto a healthy lifestyle. Yes, you can do that. It doesn't mean you can't, but it's not an excuse. Like that's not the only reason why you should be doing these certain things. Um, it shouldn't be a competition. It's not a competition. And and no, it's not something that should like only happen during the 40 days. These things should be able to, you should be able to do afterwards and help you propel you closer to Christ. So those are the things that um, Lent is not. Um, not something that's fleeting, not something that is um, an excuse, and not something that is um, a competition. So put it simply, Lent is not an excuse, Lent is not a competition, and Lent is not something that is fleeting. Well, at least the fasting that you do in it, it shouldn't be fleeting, you know? So going back to what I told my teen 
what should we be doing during Lent uh, that rids us of that carnal pleasures and brings us towards Christ? So, you know, I did this thing with uh, the living person back in 2017, I believe, with my teens. They did this thing with the Life Teen. They teamed up with Life Teen doing the 111 challenge where they gave up one, they picked up one, and they focused on one sin. So how that worked was you would give up something you were struggling with, you would pick up something that you wanted to make a habit, and then you would focus on a sin that you really struggled with. So one thing that I was dropping, the habit, the bad habit that I had was sleeping late and sleeping in during the week and the weekends. I wanted to be able to, you know, get back on a healthier, uh, a healthier sleep cycle. And that meant sleeping early and sleep um, and, uh, you know, waking up early, getting eight hours of sleep. And then the sin that I was, uh, um, the, then the thing that I wanted to pick up was reading the daily readings. If I couldn't make it to mass, a daily mass, at least I would I would at least like to read the daily reading. So I know what the readings are, you know, do do a spiritual communion in a way. And then the thing that uh, the sin that I was focusing on was the sin of the sloth. I was battling with a lot of laziness of that year. I think it was 2018, actually, not 2017. Yeah, it was 2018. So Lent 2018 is when we did this and it was really awesome. Very fruitful for me. Um, um, but again, it didn't carry through because I didn't, I mean, it did, but at the same time didn't because I didn't continue doing it after Lent. It was something I, I just kind of let f- die afterwards or slowly let fade away. So, yeah. So, but that's something, a, a, a good habit to get into is doing it that way. Um, and ever since then, I kind of looked at Lent as, you know, dropping a, dropping a habit, a bad habit, picking up a good habit, and then focusing on a sin that I would struggle with. Obviously, you want to keep it manageable. And I think those three things are pretty manageable because you don't want to do too much. And then you're just like overwhelmed and trying to fit all these things that you want to work on yourself and self-improve in 40 days. And you just can't. You can't do all of it. So make it simple. Leave it to three things. Leave it to three things and figure that out. If you ever wanted to start a podcast, today is the day. Go to anchor.fm to get started. It's a, They have a free app on the App Store and it has all the creation tools you need that allows you to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. This app and your cell phone is literally the only thing you need to start a podcast. Use a microphone on your phone, record a voice memo, upload it to Anchor, and that's it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on spotify apple Podcasts, and many more uh, you can make money on for your podcast with no minimum listenership and like i said everything you need to make a podcast is in one place on the anchor app so go to anchor.fm to get started or download the free anchor app in your app store again anchor.fm to get started or download the free anchor app in your store and we hope that you join the podcast world let's go When you change your way of your perspective on Lent and really try to make it fruitful, um, like instead of going from, you know, making it competitive, try to be the flashiest Lent person or, you know, again, trying to give it, make an excuse. When you just see, when you go from that to actually looking at what you're struggling with and what you need to improve on, it makes a, a big change in how you view Lent. Lent is just not something that is like, oh yeah, it's a part of the liturgical. You know, it's something that you look forward to sometimes. 
like and, and you're like oh wow like this is an exciting time for me to be able to improve on my spiritual life with christ my relationship with christ and to be you know be able to um better myself as a human being as a better servant for christ you know all these little things um what becomes less dreading yeah it still sucks because you you do sacrifice and you do fast um but it's a beautiful result and you get excited about it at least i mean that's for me that's what it changed in my heart but but i want to get into how um we can make this a fruitful one we kind of been talking about it as i you know discuss what it wasn't but i want to get really into it so how do you make lent fruitful like i said in the beginning with the three things like make it simple don't over don't overwhelm yourself with trying to do too much keep it to the three things i think it's a good habit if you can you know focus on a couple of things other than that then great good for you uh, but as simple as you can makes you be able to work on different sins and when you're able to kind of not perfect that sin but you know really you know know yourself well enough maybe you can pick up another one to focus on blah 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 right but keep it simple i think the uh one 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 thing the three things that you pick up so dropping one sin uh dropping one habit picking up a good habit and then focusing on one sin i think is a really good and simple way to kind of start looking at lent differently and kind of looking back at what i said earlier is like don't gloat. Don't go out there sharing what you're telling, you know, what you're doing to kind of make yourself feel, you know, like, oh, I'm doing something good. You know, this should be something that is between you and Christ, really. If you do share, I mean, you share, well, sure, but don't make it something that is like, oh, yeah, make you seem much holier than thou, you know. So just be mindful of what you're saying and why you're saying it. I think another thing is like, I think you need to prayerfully discern what are the things that you actually should, you know, focus on in your Lenten journeys? You know, make sure you pray about it. You spend some time in the chapel, take it to prayer at night, whatever. Um, but then ask yourself, is this actually going to bring me closer to Christ? How will this bring me closer to Christ? And asking these questions and then answering them truthfully to yourself. If it's like, oh, well, you know, giving up video games would give me more time to pray then good but if you're like like giving up chocolate will you know make me not want chocolate anymore then you i don't know if you know like that's necessarily i mean yeah sure some people like really the chocolate and denying themselves of that you know earthly desire will help them grow closer to christ but you know that's not for everybody um not everybody is a you know if i gave up tofu i mean like nothing my life is not going to change because i don't eat tofu to begin with you know and it's all about purification uh you know uh, it's a penitential time and trying to make our sacrifices worthy um or i mean like worth something um so don't just like give up something that is not something you struggle with so kind of pray about it like yeah i spend too much time on my cell phone or I maybe eat too much or um, I spend too much time watching TV. I I don't talk to my my, my family enough. You know, these little things, um, 
You can even look through the commandments. That's another way of reflecting on it. But I think some good, healthy reflection is important to making your Lent a very fruitful Lent. But yeah, so just, I mean, with the reflection, you know, ask yourself these questions like, are you really struggling with something like this? Do I really need to give this up? Um, is this is this what I'm going to be doing going to make me holier? Is this going to bring me closer to Christ? Is this going to make me choose myself less? Is this actually going to help me um, deepen my relationship with the Lord? You know, asking these questions, I think, is so important to to kind of really pick out what exactly you need to do this Lent or what you really need to rid yourself of this Lent, rather, you know, or what you need to pick up. Like, is it is your prayer life dry? Should you be praying more often? This and that, you know, think about these things that. What is missing in your life? What is something that you should be doing? And what is something that, you know, like what isn't, what, what maybe it's something you're doing too much of that's not bringing you closer. So again, just reflect on these things and, and, and do it pray for, prayerfully and journal it, write it down on a piece of paper. If you don't journal, whatever, just, just, just reflect, spend some time with it and don't do it after I me. Mean, you can still do it now um, during Lent if you haven't really figured it out, but you know, next year, do it like in January. Do it during for like the New Year's and then write it down. And so when Lent comes around, like in a month or so, you'll have it down. You already know. So yeah, just a food for thought. And I think the really last important thing to really focus um, on trying to become a, making a fruitful Lent is to really, like I said, in those three things, like focusing on the sin. Like, there's one sin that you are struggling with. I know. We all are. That we constantly will have to go to confession and confess over and over again. What is that sin? What is that sin for you? Is it looking at pornography? Is it, is it uh, addiction to other some uh, substance abuse? Is it, you know, with the way you treat people, your anger? What is that one sin that you just can't rid yourself of? Um, and just focus on it, making an attentive prayer, uh, a prayer and, and really trying to make the best out of the situation as in like trying to make sure that you really pinpoint that and take it out of your life. You know, sure. Some things are easier said than done, but nothing that you can't do with good prayer and perseverance. Right. So to me, those are the three things I believe that we can do to help us make a, this Lent fruitful or every Lent fruitful. Simplify what you're doing for Lent. Really reflect on those things. Don't gloat about them. And really just pick out that one sin, you know, um, and really tackling it. Really, those are just two, three things, but all together, it's, it's like four or five, however you want to look at it. But I, be, I believe if you simplify your, your Lenten stuff, so if you do the three, three things, you, three points, if you really reflect on what you need to do and simplify it to those three points, um, it might be a, a bit out of order, but you know what I mean. I think that this is how you make your Lent fruitful. This is how I've made my Lent super, super fruitful. And I would share to you what I'd be doing, but I don't want to, again, like kind of, turn around on what I just spoke, but 
you know, whatever it is for you, really, really don't just do what other people are doing. You know what I mean? Um, make it about your relationship with the Lord. What, how can you tend to your relationship with Christ? What needs to be taken out? What could you do more of? Again, these reflection questions are are some of the most important questions for your your spiritual life in general, but especially during Lent when trying to discern what um, what it is that you really need to rid your life of, you know? But yeah, that's kind of what I got. I do want to shout out a couple of things that I am doing this Lent as well. It's not part of my Lenten. It, it is part of my Lenten journey, but not just because of that. Um, there's these two things. One, Rise. Um, it's the um, men's like kind of program going on. Uh, I think it's just men. Yeah, it's just men. It's by Chris Stefanik. It's available on Car- uh, Cardinal Studios. If you look it up, I th- it's I'm on day five today or day six, um, and it would have started on Ash Wednesday. So come on board and catch up if you're a, ma- a male and want um, a program that's very beautiful and that's probably going to help you become a better man a better christian man a better father a brother brother a brother uh son uh this is something that i feel like um already i feel like every man should go through it is 32 dollars, but again it's just such a fruitful and beautiful thing that i feel like you know those 30 dollars ain't much you know so think about it look it up um if you want to ask me any questions about what it what it entails you can go ahead and send me an Instagram message or whatever the case may be, or an email. You can also look up the information, which I will leave in the description below. And another thing I want to shout out is this app that I downloaded called Hollow. H-A-L-L-O-W. It's a app that's supposed to help you form a, a better prayer life. And offers you like, you know, daily gospels, night prayer, a sleep examination, le- sleep Lectio Divina, um, all these different things like the Angelus Prayer, Refuge, Shelter, you know, all these different little prayers that you can build your own little like prayer routine and uh, it will start. Um, I think it's super cool. I've tried it a couple a uh, couple days already. Um I'm trying to figure out what days and what times works best for me to use this app. Is it like before I go to bed or is it in the morning? Um, just kind of finding that time for prayer in my day, which best. I, but I think it's so cool. It You do what you I, I'm on a 30 day trial right now. So at the end of Lent, I'll let you guys really know. But how I feel about it. But um, so far, it's really cool. You do have to pay fifty nine dollars a year or sixty dollars a year. But for the price of that, and if it's something that, you know, is already on my phone and I'm on my phone enough, maybe it helps. I don't know. I'm taking these 30 days to kind of think about it. I might take, I might pay for one year and see how it goes. And if it's something I actually find myself using every day. So, but check it out if you're interested. Uh, check out Rise, check out Hollow. Those are the things I, I want you guys to look at. And yeah, that's how I got. That's all I got. So I hope that you guys make this Lent a fruitful one. Um, again, it's never too late to kind of reevaluate what you're doing for Lent. So if you, if this kind of, you know, woke you up a little bit, uh, do consider, please do consider taking some time uh, to yourself, if, if not in a chapel, at least in the silence of your own space to kind of reflect on these things, what you're doing for Lent. And hopefully 
um, if you need to make the adjustments to make this lent the most fruitful yet lent yet <laughs> a little bit of a tongue twister there so yeah i'll be praying for you keep praying for me this lent we are journeying together in this desert y'all it's gonna be hard it's gonna be long but it, again it is so beautiful so uh you know we're not doing it alone resist the temptation to break your fast you know just like christ did this last this past weekend's readings you know um no get behind me saying no saying no and uh deny him as three times 77 times seven times whatever the case may be just continue to say no i am a son i am the son of a living god and i am not gonna fall to your temptations satan Okay, I mean, I'm just being a little exaggerated. Just, just say no. <laughs> Easier said than done a lot of times, I know. But I'm praying for you. Pray for me. Um, Lent is a beautiful time. We don't have to make it something that we dread um, or, you know, just don't think of it at all. So, again, pray for you. Pray for me. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, it would be great if you give me a few minutes to just a minute or so or a few seconds, really, to leave a rating and a review, just telling us how you feel about this podcast, what you like, what you don't like. Be honest. It doesn't matter if you give me a two star, one star. Uh, I just need to know so I can make some changes if I need to. If you want to send me an Instagram message, you can also do that. Oh, if you're listening on Spotify and Apple, uh, Spotify or Google, wherever you're listening to, make sure you're subscribed and following so you know whenever I'm posting an episode. If you're interested in following us on social media, um, by us, I mean the podcast and I, <laughs> just me, it's just a one man show here until I have guests. Go ahead and uh, follow us on Instagram at Living Ardently. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook at Living Ardently Podcast. So check that out. And then you can follow my personal account on Instagram at it's only Adrian. Um, it's in the show. My Instagram tag is in the uh, description below, but also in uh, Living Ardently pages like bio pay like section. So you can always get a link to my page that way. Um, you can send me any di direct messages, any questions you may have for Q and A happening later this month. Um, and yeah. You know, whatever the case may be, it's it's um, whatever you want to tell me. <laughs> I'm always open to getting messages. I've been talking to a few of you and it's really awesome. So keep them coming. It's great to kind of hear from you guys and uh, kind of be able to have a conversation and dialogue about certain things that we talk about. So if you want to become a guest on our podcast where you share your testimony, I'd love that. So come on down. Um, and we'll send me a DM or whatever the case may be, an email, and I'll get back to you and we'll talk and we'll make it happen, especially if you're in Florida. Um, I would love to meet you and help you, uh, you know, share your story if that's the case, you know. But yeah, that's all I got, y'all. Um, tune in next week when I bring in, I believe we're having Jarrell Sinson, Sison, Sinson. I don't really know how to say his last name, but Jarrell from The Living Person. Um, I believe we're going to have him on the podcast for our IG friend of the month for March. So stay tuned for that. I'm super excited. Actually, speaking of, I forgot to mention that I actually teamed up with Jarrell and The Living Person and a bunch of other great people for this Lenten challenge called the Daily Mass Challenge. It's really awesome. I'll leave a, uh, a link to the video 
um, basically we're just inviting you all to go to come to mass or go to mass more than once a week if you can maybe even every day so yeah pretty cool so yeah that might be something you might want to consider adding on to your lenten season um, whether it's just one time a week extra than your sundays or every day during lent hope you join us yeah so i'm uh, I'm really excited to have Jarrell and talk about that and a bunch of other things about the living person and all the great things they're doing there. So, but yeah, until then, I hope you have a fruitful Lent and a fruitful week. And yeah, until next time, keep living ardently. Peace. Peace.